gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Nathan Brennan. Don't check your watches. It is 4 o'clock, but it's still the Ticket Water Cooler here as Strick was busy today flying into Lincoln, actually, so he'll be live with me at the Mercado. Yeah, uh, I never met him. You've never met Strick yet? I've never met Strick. Yeah. I'm excited. He's a great guy. I think he just knows me as the Virginia Tech guy. I don't even know if he knows my name. I think that's how a lot of people know you. That is true. Yeah, pretty much. That's how Nicole literally described me. She said, uh, when they were asking if they should hire me, she said, one, he likes Virginia Tech, two, he's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> that's how you did that that's all i get as a description and that worked I mean, that was helpful i mean i guess it worked i mean it's probably an accurate description but come on we did we, we did carry about a week of just talking about virginia tech and aj bush and michael aj bush that's your boy yeah, yeah i'm a big aj bush fan um but uh yeah so we, we've got uh, the ticket water cooler for three hours today um and uh so i guess the sponsor now is coligan water and the mercado because the mercado oh, yeah. paid for this these hours so the mercado uh like i said will be out there tomorrow so we're very excited for that we would like you to, to join us out there um uh, a few different things to get to a lot of different things to get to uh a reminder again to eddie messel of the 10 uh, ten, the 10 11 you guys go by the <laughs> there you 10, go. we yeah. should start doing yeah. like ohio make State. that our new brand the 10 11 uh of 10 11 is here with us as well um and uh I don't know. I, I think that something that's been interesting as far as the headlines today for Nebraska um, is, is you know, we, we is well, the multimedia rights deal is back in, in, in limbo, I suppose, because uh, Trev Albert says that the negotiations with the JMI Sports have fallen through. Um, so it, it's kind of just a, a mess over there, I suppose, as far as that goes, because they took it in-house last year. They didn't like the, how, how that kind of played out. Um, it's a big deal. I mean, we're talking about uh, multi-millions uh, dollar here. Or, you, know, like, uh, you know, I can't remember what it was. I mean, it was a lot of millions of dollars here. So I think they'll, they'll probably get it figured out before um, the season, before, you know, there's any lost money about or, or too much lost sleep. But I'm, I'm sure there are some people losing sleep right now over it. It's just hard to talk uh, too much about it. But it does remind me, too, of the... Um, you know, of the appearance that he had on the radio appearance a couple days ago where he's saying that Nebraska's uniforms are going to all look pretty much the same. He wants to kind of get a uniform look for the uniforms. Um, and I... I think part of that is just eliminating the blacks, the grays out of the uniform combination and just kind of going with scarlet and cream. We'll see if that's, that, that is how it goes. Um, but I was reminded of that when I looked at the Eagles. The Eagles are going to do uh, all black this year. That's going to be their plan. The Philadelphia Eagles, uh, black as tops, their only jersey, black helmets as their primary jersey. Okay. Do you have a problem? So that that kind of what I want to oh, open it up to you. Let that. us know on the uh, uh, Sardar Hammond text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. There are teams. I mean, you know, the Texas Techs, the Cincinnati's of the world that have their primary colors as, as black. But um, it just seems like it's a you know any school can do it. And with all these you know the different uh, uniform combinations, people are trying to get out to to sell more jerseys. Um, it seems like t- teams are going there. Do you like or do you mind the idea of it for Nebraska? uniforms and, and and would you like to see it all kind of look similar with that scarlet and cream or would you like 
the gray jerseys that the basketball program uh, puts out there. We talked to Sean Callahan of Husker Online last week about it, and he, he thought that this is pretty much just to eliminate Husker basketball from throwing too many jerseys out there. Because <laughs> um, you know, and, and he mentioned in the past, you know, Bill Byrne kind of did the same thing when uh, certain programs start kind of going away from the colors and the and the identity doesn't quite look the same. But but in my mind, when you're playing baseball, when you're playing basketball, and you play all those um, different games, I mean, you're playing at least thirty games a year. I don't mind a little especially bit of different, and especially if you're not. It's not like they're wearing green or blue or yellow. You know, they, some it, teams do that. Yeah, some teams will go completely off their their um, their, their their typical. I think Louisville do it, did it. Like, Louisville wore like light blue or something. FSU like that. has a, the, those light blue. Yeah, it's terrible. Uniforms. It's awful. Yeah. I hate that. Team. That uh, that would be a step too far. But I, I don't I don't think mixing in some black jerseys, some gray jerseys, really hurts. I don't think it's so much that. What I hate is. Across all sports, right, Bach? And I, I remember I talked to you about this, and I'm interested to hear what Eddie has to say. You have a team, like, you've covered the volleyball team. Mm-hmm. You've covered the Nebraska women's basketball team. I mean, these teams have literally their own identity. At this point, the Nebraska volleyball team has a brand of their own. Oh, yeah. I think you can disassociate them completely from football. Obviously, Nebraska is a football school. When you think of Nebraska, you're going to think of football. But the volleyball team is... Going to the Final Four nearly every year at this point in what time. What is that stat? 40 what? years straight they've made the, the NCAA it's tournament? something ridiculous like that. They have their own brand. Why are we making them, I'm assuming, what this ends up being is we're copying the football jerseys because that is kind of what Nebraska's known for, like I said. But if you're – I would be in an outrage if I'm the volleyball team. You have your own jerseys. You have your own brand. You have your own fonts, color schemes, whatever you want to have. And I just don't understand why you're doing that. Okay, yes, Buck, I understand what you're saying. Don't make it a black jersey. Don't make it a gray jersey. Sure, you're the same scheme. But I think I, I know the basketball team. They have their own font that I've seen. Yeah, the, the volleyball team, team especially. Use. Does. The volleyball team has their own font that yeah. they use. And why? Why are we changing that? Yeah, I agree that. The, I mean, the volleyball team definitely at this point, especially with John Cook and what he's just been able to do. I yeah. mean, they they almost. It's like you should just have free reign of whatever whatever you guys want to do you're doing do it. It, you're doing it right yeah you know i mean you're they they've just showed continued success year in and year out so but i, I do I, I like so i like the change in jerseys a little bit it switches it up i think for fans as a, you know fans are fans get excited about seeing like alternate jerseys yeah i mean what football did that crazy reveal people were like on the edge of their seats <laughs> waiting for them yeah. waiting to see what yeah. those alternate uh you know alternate jerseys were going to look like so i'm all for switching it up a little bit again i don't think teams teams go too off the wall when yeah you throw in like a light blue and your colors are black and red and white Come you on. know it's like that's that's a little obnoxious but that's funny crowbait says cook and the volleyball team they can do whatever they want i agree with them yeah, they could wear they could wear yellow <laughs> or green. It, I don't yeah, really do whatever you want. You're the only team that has success right now. Whatever you want to do, go ahead. Yeah, I I, I just I, I think it's interesting. Um, I I think it would be kind of cool to kind of get that that uniform look across all brands, but I feel like I don't know for some reason I just think of. And I know, and, and he, he said these words, he kind of just wants to be boring. He was talking about more of the, the football field and changing the, the two gradient tone there. Um, but it, it, I, that's what it just sounds like to me is like, I, I do get the idea. I, I think Wisconsin does it pretty well, right? When you see Wisconsin across all sports, it's just kind of red and white and their jerseys look like Wisconsin jerseys. I, I, I don't know how else to, to explain it. I just kind of fear that Nebraska will fall into that. And I, I don't know how much it matters, I guess, in the long run um, for recruiting maybe here and there. But 
I, it just seems like less flashy. And I, I don't like the, the neon greens and the organs. I don't want you to get like that far out. I agree. Um, but I do like a little bit of a, of a changeup, more so just in the sports that, that, that you're going to play, you know, 30 games here and there. I, I just I, I feel like not only is the problem that was you're going to look like Wisconsin because they have they have that the same side of court, you know, sort of idea already. But you're going to look like Wisconsin because they have the same colors. I mean, it's just going to be, um, you know, especially when those teams play. It's like, man. That looks like the same thing across all sports. <laughs> I think what they're I think what they're trying to do is uh, I'm going to read a couple of texts here after the, this, but you look at a team like a school like Alabama that has this tradition of of winning, especially in football, and now their basketball program has had some sex, success re- recently. But I can't think of a, an alternate Alabama uniform. No. I genuinely cannot yeah. think of one time Alabama said, screw it, we're going to do a uniform that's not our, our red or white. So I, I guess that's what he's going for, tradition, that kind of thing. Uh, but Texter writes, and only you youngsters like different jerseys, us old guys that are get off your lawn guys hate change. Uh, that's, I would say, normally the older guys want to go back to the Nebraska black shirt defense, old school jerseys and all that. Um and then Froff says, did you see those red pinstripe jerseys that Sopo wore, wore nice. earlier this week? I thought I was looking at Rutgers. Oh, no, they nice. looked a little bit, but I, I thought they were cool. I like the pinstripe. I thought they were fresh. I like the red pinstripe. I liked it too, and I think it's something yeah. that, that you can sell. I know Nebraska isn't hurting for money right now, but if you throw that jersey in the bookstore, especially with NIL now, you can get some of the softball players a little bit extra cash. I'd buy a jersey. And I don't. That's the thing is when you have these alternate uniforms, and I know the NBA has done this a lot, especially with their Christmas uniforms, where they used to make them ridiculous. But more income, more revenue. I mean, you could sell them at the bookstore. People oh, yeah, are going to buy pe- them. Yeah, people are for sure going to buy them again because it's like it's something unique. You know, it's not like the same just white Nebraska jersey that you're gonna that anybody can buy. It's like hey, they, this is the jersey they wore in twenty 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 two, and the softball team had an unreal year that year. They had these red pinstripe jerseys. They were yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Gary says off the text line, while we're talking uniforms, can we make the field consistent color? Haven't liked it since day one of the Italian era. You're in luck, Gary, <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's right, exactly Gary. what they're doing. That, no that more two-tone uh, green football field out there. It's just going to be one. So uh, I guess you're, you are lucky for that. Also, somebody asking about the the media rights deal. It's basically the Husker Radio Network. Um, again, has been in-house. Um, there was reportedly a deal with GMIR Sports to take over for $200 million over 12 years. That's the kind of money that they're looking at if they can uh, if they can land one of these deals and, and they probably will um, be able to do so um, again there's there's still some time they were they used to be with uh, Learfield IMG and maybe maybe you'd hear that if you listen to the radio network and kind of wonder what that is it's, it's just basically you know the, all the all the professionals um, at that at that network doing doing the work and Nebraska thought you know we've got enough people here we've, we you know we've got a good college we've, we can turn some things over but um, so far it hasn't worked and I'm sure that it, ultimately that's um, going to be coming back to the money that they expected to make compared to the money that they made maybe an ad revenue or whatever it was from trying to take it in-house and uh, so maybe the, or maybe it's just the headache maybe it's like this is adding one more headache stress. yeah uh, that we don't necessarily need we already have all these other programs and there's a lot of money to be made you know by not doing it so um, it, it's interesting to see how that goes. And again, um, it's somewhat of the news of the day, but I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I think they'll, they'll get that money eventually and they'll get the, the everything squared away. Did you ever see Bach an update on the, the big 10 television rights? I, I haven't seen anything recently about that, but I think that's kind of oh, like yeah. a little bit of the larger discussion, especially that now that the sec is getting a Texas and Oklahoma, if you're the big 10 and you want to keep these schools like 
a Michigan, like Ohio State, you're going to have to have something to give them. And I don't know if it's television rights. I don't know if it's the Big Ten Network making some strides because right now it's just absolutely god awful. But <laughs> hey, it's, hey, I like the BTN. Of course you do. But uh, you like the Big Noon is what you like. You love some <laughs> oh, yeah. six to nine a football game football. for a Big Noon game. Absolutely terrible. But that's a different discussion for a different day. But I think that's more of what you're looking at is that you need something from the Big Ten perspective of these media rights to, to be able to lure these teams in because I think they're going to walk. I think that if you're in Ohio State or in Michigan and the SEC says, we're not a regional conference anymore, we'll give you X amount of money to stay, look at our television revenue, look at the SEC network, what that's brought us, they're going to leave. They're going to walk. Well, I that's know. I don't know about that. I don't know about Ohio State and Michigan because I, I think that the Big Ten is the only conference that can compete with the SEC rather than bow down to the SEC in this instance. If the, if the Big Ten is basically a Notre Dame away from competing with the SEC. Do you get the Notre Dame, though? That's the huge question. That's the question. Um, because if you do, I think you'd be able – I mean, I think the, the the big schools that are still out there – and it could. I, I do think – I envision a day, as we talked about the Big 12 um, and, and the adjustments that are going to be made there and, and, and how, how that's going to take effect for UCF and Houston and those programs. I think eventually – I've predicted it for a while now that because there is such a huge gap between the SEC and the Big 10 and the rest of the, the conference as far as interest, as far as and, – and obviously interest means money um, – I think that that's going to take shape over the years, and I think it might end up being – um, as these it, these conferences continue to expand, more of like a, in a league of their own, and maybe more of a kind of kind of think an NFC AFC type of deal, and start to eliminate oh, some of those other something. smaller college football programs around the country. I, which that, I mean, that, that, it seems like that's the the route we're going down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you just continue to put these massive schools and these massive programs with these big brands into the same conferences. I mean, people, that's who people are going to want to see compete, you know? And it, it, it's, it does, it begs, uh, it's kind of scary almost. It'll complete, that would completely change the landscape of college football. But I don't see like to your point, I don't, I don't see teams like Michigan or big or, um, Ohio state bouncing from the big 10 anytime soon. Money, money talks. That's just the only issue. And the sec has shown that I know it's different between the big 12. Cause I know Bach will, we will always disagree with this. I don't think there's that big of a gap between the sec and the big 10. If you had to ask me what's the better conference on I'd probably, the field is what you're saying. I'd probably say the big 10 is the better conference on this, on the field. Holistically. Sure. You have Alabama and Georgia, which congratulations. LSU, Florida, sometimes it, 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 Texas A&M sometimes. sometimes. You know what sometimes. I can give you? I can give you Penn state sometimes. <laughs> okay. That's ridiculous. Holistically, one Rose Bowl title in how many years? Holistically, <laughs> holistically, give me the Big Ten. The issue is, like you said, you don't have the eyes on the Big Ten like you do in the SEC. You and do, that's what's going to give you the money. But you basically do. I mean, when you talk about the biggest stadiums, it's it's the South and it's the Big Ten. Um, you know, you think of the, the, the major stadiums, obviously the, the first ones that come to mind in the big 10 is, you know, the big house and, and out there in Columbus, Ohio and those stuff. But when you even go down to like the Michigan States and Iowa's and even the Minnesota's like, those are huge. I mean, those would be like the, the biggest stadiums in the big 12 down, but I would say that's fairly regional. That's the thing about the sec is they've, they've reached the point that they're not even regional. I, Alabama is a is a national brand. Georgia is a national brand. Texas that they added national brand. Oklahoma national. I don't know if the Big Ten has that. I would say the closest thing that they have is probably Ohio State, Ohio and State then maybe in that maybe Nebraska. Honestly, outside of that, I just don't. But I, as far I think as too loving regional. college football, it's the mid the Midwest and the Big Ten front footprint loves college football. 
Maybe, you know, as much as or much more as the SEC. SEC. It's hard to say, I but it's it's that. right there. I mean, that's why these conferences are in the position that they're in. And and that's why, you know, myself, you know, we're, we're, and Eddie, we're not worried about the Big Ten yeah. falling apart because there is that care factor in the Big Ten as opposed to the ACC or, you know, the Pac-12, It you know, especially well, yes, the, Pac-12. the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, and you know I'll always roast the Pac-12. The Pac-12, by the Pac-12 way, joke. is going to save some money uh, and uh, value some people at the same time by abandoning their headquarters in San Francisco. They're going to work from home. What? I'm not kidding. They're, like they're, their, their whole production? Yeah, they're done leasing the building out. Um, they believe they can they can do it from home and save a lot of money for the schools over the years. For what it's worth. That, that, that's, <laughs> Only the Pac-12. It man. sounds worse so than it is. is that the Pac-12 network? It's just the headquarters. I don't, I don't know if, it, if the network is included in that. Um, like I said, for what it's worth, <laughs> I, I could give you 100 guesses and you wouldn't guess where the Big Ten network or excuse me, the Big Ten headquarters are. I don't know how much is done there, how important it is. It just doesn't look too great when you read about it. When I saw the press uh, clipping, I was like, they're, they're saving money by working from home. <laughs> like, I understand that's uh, the new wave after COVID, but jeez, uh, I don't know about all that. But of course, it's the Pac-12 buck. The Pac-12 is a joke. I'll keep telling you this. It's abysmal. If there's any if there's any conference that should just be consolidated into the SEC, it's the it's the Pac-12. Get rid of the conference. It's terrible. It's awful. It's not that bad. I you know especially if USC gets going again. Um, it's it's big been. F. I don't know if that's a big F. Um, were you? I mean, did you watch USC football in the mid 2000s? Were you like kind of? Uh, yeah, because they were always playing Notre Dame. There was yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, was it uh, John David Booty? Is that who it was? Yeah. Matt Liner, thinking, yeah, Reggie before Bush, that. Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, those guys. I mean, that program under Pete Carroll was the, the top, top program the, at the, the time. top of the world. Yeah. I think Lincoln Riley will help that out too. I think he will. I do think USC is going to be. That's another team. I think a couple like of those. Those big brand schools that haven't had success as of late. We were talking a little bit about Miami. I think the Crystal Ball hire was a great hire. I think I they're going to have a good year. And I think, uh, again, uh, USC, the Lincoln-Riley hire, I think that instantly, that hire instantly helps their program. Kind of helps them put back. You like Kelly at LSU, too, or do you think his fake uh, Southern accents uh, didn't <laughs> turn you off? Or uh, I don't say I don't think it turned me off. It was definitely a little a little obnoxious when you watch that video. You're just like, what is, what's going yeah. on? But uh, I think out of those three big hires, I like the USC and the Miami hire better than the LSU hire. I'd uh, probably agree with that. Out of those three, I think I think Lincoln Riley and Cristobal have more of a trajectory to set up those programs. I like the I like their trajectory, but I also like I mean it's hard to deny the all-time winningest coach at Notre Dame might have success at LSU when you've had three different LSU coaches winning national titles That's true. since 2003. Mm-hmm. Um so I I think that uh I I might like those hires if you kind of like separate them um and say who's the best coach out of these or who has the best future, but LSU, man, that place is just uh, you don't need a great coach to win there. You no. can have a mediocre one, no. and I think that Kelly is far above that. So, especially recruiting now. Oh I yeah, mean, now that he has all the capabilities that LSU has, it's going to be a well-oiled machine. They're one of those Honestly. things. They're, they're, there's everything about them: that locker room, the stadium. Mm. I mean, I remember when they released that new locker room. I was like, this is like a spaceship. These <laughs> yeah, kids are. I know. These kids are in. I the tiger. I, I want to go to Baton Rouge one day for a game. That's like number one, probably a night game there. You coming to Anderson, Sandman first, Bach. <laughs> 
Yeah, so you wanted like to come to, to Lane too. Stadium. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I, that is on my bucket list, just <laughs> not quite as much as LSU. Ah, come on. Which would be probably near the Nathan's top there. Nathan's been trying to get me to go to. You got to get it. Everyone needs an entertainment. I do want to get one. But I want to get one maybe when Brent Price got that program running a little bit. Like yeah, I told you with the, with the you know, the, with what Nebraska's got at Memorial Stadium, like it's great. It's one of the best, you know, things to go through. But. When they're like a top five team, there's a whole different feel to it. It's unreal. Uh, yeah. Um, so like the tunnel walk, like no matter what, the tunnel walk's cool. It's cool. You connect with it. It's, it's, you know, you see your heroes walking out there if you're a kid or whatever. Um, but if they're a top five team, like it, there's fear. <laughs> you know, you can just feel <laughs> the fear as they come yeah. on the field for their opponents, which I think is missing a little bit. But only winning can solve that, uh, obviously, in that discussion. We're going to take a quick break here. It is uh, Thursday. That means it's thirsty. Thursday, Ooh. Kevin Meyer of Myers Cork and Bottle is going to bring in uh, some. Uh, usually, he's, he's got a, a, a nice, some nice things for us to taste oh, here. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll share that next with you here. It's this it, is not on the block. This is an extended version of the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 